Hi and welcome to the Extra Time. This is Deepan. This is Kabir. This is the Extra Time where we discuss the talking point of the week. Uh, we get back to the English Premier League this week where where else can we go but you know to Spurs against City with Jose Mourinho's side running out 2-0 winners. Kabir, we're 8 games in and it's Spurs who are at the top. Level on points with Liverpool of course. But did you expect it when Jose Mourinho first took over? 8 games in, I'm not surprised. But did I expect it? Not at all, but that's Jose. Give him give him the players, give him the freedom and the trust and he'll give you the wins. Yeah, and you know, when we have an extra time episode, we have to get in a fan. Uh, we looked over all the island for the best <laughs> first fan and I think we found him today, you know. Welcome to the show, Navin Nambia. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. First question, I have to ask you, why Spurs? Um, I know some people, you know, they, they get into supporting their teams later on in life. But for me, I was I was born a Spurs fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, as uh, funny as it sounds. Uh, my mom is a diehard Spurs fan. My dad's a diehard Spurs fan. All the brothers from my mom's side are all Spurs fans. So yeah, born into a Spurs family. And uh, it's been awesome ever since. Yep. And you, you were sharing with us some stories, great stories uh, before you we went on air. And uh, one of the stories that you shared with us was, you know, winning the competition. Uh, I think it was Mio Stadium. Um, and then you got to go to, uh, to the Spurs Stadium. I think it was White Hart Lane at the time, right? Uh, how was that experience like? Uh, that was one of probably the best experience uh, in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened was we took part in this competition called the Fanatic. Mm-hmm. And uh, week after week, um, we got through the competition. And, and in the final, uh, my brother went one-on-one against a Liverpool fan. He won. Mm-hmm. and that got us an all-expense-paid-for trip to White Highland in a VIP experience. And the most awesome part about the trip was uh, when we were there, the players actually did a guard of honour for us in the in, you know, in the walkout. Uh, and and it was really overwhelming, but at the same time, it was the most awesome experience anyone could ever have. Who who were some of the players in the, in the starting level? Uh, we met Bill, mm-hmm. uh, Van der Vaart was there, wow. Aaron Lennon, I remember. So you you got a tour of the stadium also? Yeah, we got a tour of the stadium. We got to meet the players. Mm. Uh, we got to meet Modric after the game as well. Oh. So we got to speak to him. Um, he signed some stuff. I think the most awesome experience was after the sta- after the whole thing was over, mm. uh, we were actually in the main hall of the stadium and then suddenly we heard a shout from across the room, Hey, Nitin! That was my brother. I was like, turn mm. around, right? Les Ferdinand was calling my brother. <laughs> and then all the Spurs players started looking at us like, who, who are these guys? For possible new owners or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, so he came over and then all the other Spurs players started coming over. It's just awesome. We got to take pictures with all uh. them. Les Ferdinand partnered uh, Nitin one of the, my brother won in one of the Asian competitions mm. uh, representing Spurs. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he recognized him and that gave us a celebrity status straight away. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Uh, have you been to the new Spurs stadium? <laughs> I haven't. You haven't? I've been to the old one about eight times. Okay. I've been to other stadiums as well, but old one eight times. The new one, I can't wait to go. Actually, I hope to bring my entire family mm-hmm. uh, to go soon. I, I, I'm I, not a Spurs fan, right? But you know, I've been to London and the new mm. Spurs stadium is by far the best stadium in England at the moment. Uh, really? In terms of how modern it looks, mm. you know, the, the huge stature of it. Uh, really, I, I hope when you, when you get to eventually visit, you know, it's something, it's an experience to behold. Uh, I, will, I, I went to Old Trafford once, like Kampong. Eh. <laughs> Serious, no? I've been to Old Trafford myself. Uh, you agree with me, right? I don't, don't want to make you guys feel sad. I think like, like the, the, at United Stadium, the one I was most affected by was when they actually read out the player names, they actually turn on the volume in the stadium. 
for each name instead mm. of the fans actually cheering. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't experience that. <laughs> no, I mean, but the stairs. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in terms of atmosphere, I think Old Trafford has a lot to live up for in terms of mm. the, the last few visits that I've been to. Uh, but that's, of course, a topic for another day. Let's yep. get back to Spurs. A 2-0 win against uh, Manchester City. Uh, I wouldn't say it's unexpected result because I think even as a Spurs fan, you were confident, uh, a bit confident of getting a result. Uh, after the victory, are you dreaming of the title? Yeah, so here you go. Are we dreaming of the title? I don't, I'm don't. i not dreaming of the title. I won the title. Mm-hmm. It's been too long. The last time we won it was in the 60s. I, I want to I want to see Spurs win the title before I die. And this is our best chance, to be honest. We've got cover in every position. We've got the, quite arguably the best coach in the best manager in the world, this is the time to do it. And the fact that we are up there with Liverpool just shows its testament to our ability to perhaps challenge for the title this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the squad itself, uh, do you think you've got the depth to go the whole season? Because we're talking about eight games in and you're at the top, but can you sustain this for the whole season? Pochettino didn't have the team. Mourinho does. The players that he signed this season specifically to cover each position. Uh, if one guy gets injured, there's another player just as good to take his place. So yes, in terms of squad depth, I would 100% say that this season is our best chance. Okay. Kabir, do you believe that? Do you believe that you know Spurs have what it takes in terms of the squad depth to challenge Liverpool or any other title challenges all the way? Squad depth, um, I think they do. They brought in, uh, I think, a big, uh, quite a quite a number of players, and they have Bill, uh, which I think was a. I want. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say added to the depth, but it was some. It was a bonus to have him mm-hmm. because I thought Spurs was a was a good team, but having Bill there, I mean, you need championship players to, like championship winning players in your team to win the titles. Uh. Mm-hmm. And and it's not just him, right? In terms of title experience, you guys brought in. Joe Hart as well, who who knows knows how to win a title. Exactly. People were some 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 Spurs fans weren't happy that Joe Hart joined. But I was ecstatic when he joined. You sign you sign a former England international for free. He's won the league before. You just need to watch him after the games and during the games. After the games, right, even though he doesn't play, he celebrates like he's won the World Cup. Mm. But that that energy, that that atmosphere that he's created. It, it rubs off on the rest of the team. It just shows that even beating a small team, what's the, the way they celebrate, the way he, he punch fists with them and hugs them, it's just awesome. He's, he's been an awesome signing in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's a game time as well in the Europa League. Exactly. He gets game time in the Europa League and, and he's been doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys were speaking about Gareth Bale earlier. Mm. Um, Gareth Bale is not starting. We beat yeah. Manchester City 2-0 without Gareth Bale. Yeah. He didn't even come on. But mm. when he comes on later on, just like, you know, when how he won the Champions League final for Liverpool, you just need that one special player to do it. And in my opinion, that's him. Mm. Special moments will come from him later on in the season. Yep. Mm. I, I think he did score a winner uh, quite recently as well in, in one of the Spurs games. Yeah, he's, he scored the winner. He, he's got a header. Yeah. Uh, yeah, He's got one so far. I don't think he's back to full match fitness, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, doesn't seem like he's back to full fitness. Yeah, but he's, he's been playing for Wales and mm-hmm. whatnot. I think uh, Mourinho's been smart in the way he's used him. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll see in the coming weeks. But he's bail, man. I mean, you 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 get bail. You're like getting a Ronaldo light. To be honest, mm-hmm. <laughs> you get a Ronaldo light in your team. I I would love to see Ronaldo back at United, man. And to have to have a hero like mm. who has the same status as Ronaldo at United back in your team, that would 
that would definitely bring up spirits, man. I'm I'm not sure how they work in terms of wages and and you know how other players might feel, but it is again a topic for for another day. But in terms of Spurs against City, um, I thought it was a fantastic game plan uh, employed by Jose Mourinho against City. Um, do you feel like when watching the game, were you nervous when you guys took the lead? How was it like as a fan for you? Um, I was nervous at the start. Uh, to be honest, I I know for a fact that my brother wasn't nervous at all. Uh, <laughs> he was actually fairly confident. Uh, strangely, um, personally, I think Mourinho's game plan was played to perfection. Yep. Um, I think Man City had a significant amount of possession, mm-hmm. and Mourinho made this statement at the end of the game: <laughs> "You can have the match ball, take it, have it all you want. I'll take the three points anyway." <laughs> and that's what that he. You know, he achieved his objective. Yes. Getting the three points. And, and you know, one one topic of discussion when it comes to Jose Mourinho is, of course, the style of football. Uh, I was listening to a few podcasts uh, before today and they were talking about, you know, how um, Mourinho won't be able to have the players on board for the entirety of the season because players can only employ this kind of football or follow this kind of style for a certain number of games. Uh, do you believe that? Do you think it's a, a, a something that might happen? Okay, let's, let's talk about style of football first. Um, Spurs did not start the season with this flamboyant style of play. Mm-hmm. He's actually been very adaptive per game. Mm. I know you guys are United fans, but i got to bring it up. <laughs> the, the, the Spurs team that played United, mm-hmm. that was a Pochettino team. Mm. That wasn't a Mourinho team. The way they played was like how Pochettino would have played. Then you, they, when they played Man City, that wasn't the same style that they played. They, they completely adapted to that particular team, played on the counter, brilliant sun with his speed, and he got exactly, he, he played it out in his mind and, and, it, and it went, you know, it, it, it played to perfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and one criticism that, you know, United fans had of uh, Mourinho was, uh, some some people say that, you know, football has evolved past him and all. But do you think this this whole thing of adapting to the teams that you play shows that Mourinho has also evolved? The man has won every single thing mm. there is to win in football. Mm. To say that he can't adapt would be an insult to his mm-hmm. capabilities. Does he park the bus sometimes? Yes. Yes. At United, he used to park the bu- bus a lot. At Spurs, he parks the bus at the end to get the result. And as a Spurs fan, I am more than happy to take the result because <laughs> I'm so used to, you know, some crazy scorelines that we end up losing. Mm-hmm. Mourinho does what he needs to, makes the tweaks here and there. He doesn't get it right all the time. But where we are in the league table just shows how he's been doing it right. So as a fan, you're, you're okay with uh, watching football that might not excite you as much as maybe the Pochettino era did. But as long as you guys are at the top of the table winning trophies, that's fine with you? I know being a Spurs fan from the time I was young, it was always about playing flamboyant football. It's always about playing, you know, playing football with a style. I think, of, of course, Mourinho is not that kind of manager. But he has tried to adapt it at the same time, garner results. And he, in my opinion, he has done it successfully. He's fine. He's fine of a nice balance between the two. Mm-hmm. And for you, do you think that as much as you guys are at the top of the table, you know what are some of the weaknesses that you still see in a Spurs squad? I mean, there has to be, right? Um, weaknesses, I would say, it will boil down to individual performances. Like for example, Eric Dyer at the back. Mm-hmm. He's not a centre back. Mm-hmm. He's a defensive midfielder. But Mourinho has always praised him, has always followed his career and Mourinho mm. is the one that made him the the, the centre-back, the, the key centre-back now. And if you're telling me, uh, at the start, he was a bit shaky. But look at him against Man City. He looked like the one of the best centre-backs in the world. 
Yeah. Look at Aurier. Aurier is one second away from giving a penalty in any game. But the Aurier that you saw against Man City is the <laughs> captain of Ivory Coast. He has come finally. <laughs> he has shown up for Spurs. Mm-hmm. And it's been fantastic. The players are punching above their weight and he has gotten them to believe. I, 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 let me just bring up the Euro, Euro, Europa Cup, for example. I remember he told his players, I've played in Europa twice. I've won twice. Now I'm playing for the third time and I'm going to win it for the third time. And as a player, you want to believe him. You want to believe what he's saying because he's done it before. And the, and players such as, Her- as Harry Kane, they have raised their bar. It's not the same Harry Kane as, mm. you know, from one, two seasons ago. This Harry Kane finds passes like Messi. And, and you know, he's, he's, he's doing some uh, out-of-his-world passes like yeah. Berbatov said as well. Harry Kane has raised his bar. Hugh Ming-san has, has raised his game. Everyone is raising their game. So, as a Spurs fan, exciting times. Amongst your, your fellow supporters, you know, do you feel this uh, sense of confidence or is it more like uh, we're not really supposed to be here uh, as long as we stick around until maybe mid-season, maybe we can win a title. Is that is that more like it? Yeah, there's this uh, image online that I saw from uh, bench warmers. Uh, they actually spurs on top of the table. It's like an elephant climbing a tree. Eh? It's just a matter of time before they fall off. Yeah, I laughed at first. Then after I got irritated. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, we were speaking earlier about Spursy, you know, being Spursy. And uh, I hate this term where, you know, oh, they're just being Spursy. You know, they just they get there and then after they give up at mm-hmm. the end, you know, uh, they, 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 they won't uh, be able to push through and win in the end. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this. Uh, I, I, and I think that Mourinho is the correct manager to, to break this mold of this whole Spursy thing. And, and uh, am I confident they can win the title? Uh, I I wouldn't say I'm confident. I would say I'm I'm uh, skeptical. I am hopeful. Okay, who who do you think are the challenges then? Oh, 100% Liverpool. Look at Liverpool. Mm. With all their injuries, they yeah. are still churning out a 3-0 win over Leicester. But each time I see a Liverpool player injured, my wife's a Liverpool fan, but I'm actually celebrating at the side there each time I see somebody <laughs> injured or somebody down. Then she look at me, hey. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, <laughs> I don't so, want to sleep outside yeah, today. But, yeah, but the thing, yeah, but the thing is, right, they're still there. Yeah. I think Manchester United is going to pick up later on. Man City, I'm sorry, but I know we beat them, but they are going to be there challenging later on. So mm-hmm. I think Leicester will, uh, will be giving a push too. Um, I don't know. Maybe you have some boogie teams coming in later on. But what an exciting Premier League season we have yeah, this, yes. this year. Because anyone can win. That's the truth. You wouldn't bet that Spurs would win the league. But we're right there. So it's, you know, it's... What, what about Chelsea though? Yeah, so um, I was telling Chelsea fans, I think you guys, uh, you know, have awesome... You signed some awesome players. You guys will win the league next season. <laughs> This season, <laughs> give it to us. Next season with ZH and all that, I, I'm pretty sure you guys will be right up there. But this season, you'll take it easy first. Slow and steady. Let's win first. <laughs> Next season, you come. You know, with, with Spurs at the top of the table, um, I was just looking at, you know, what could be the possible reasons besides the Mourinho factor and all. And I think one thing that's gone right for Spurs this season is the signings. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to talk in in specifics about one specific player, which is uh, Pierre Hoiberg. He has been a fantastic signing for Spurs. And he's not someone who's going to appear in the newspapers. He's not going to appear in your stats board. But when you look at the games, the, the control that he has in midfield, uh, knowing when to pick up the pace, knowing when to play the right pass, when to slow it down, it's amazing. And it's not it's not a caliber of a player that, you know, something like United has. Mm. United has been crying out for a midfield controller. But you guys have that now with Hoiberg. 
you know, if you just put in, uh, take away the, some key factors from him, like uh, shouting and having some leadership qualities, that's Roy Keane right there. Roy Keane used to do that in the background. He'll do the, the tackles that, you know, people don't want to do. He'll, he'll put in the tackles, he'll he'll steal the ball, he'll, he'll do the dirty work and he'll make the others look good. What a signing he has been and what a deal we got uh, with regards to yes. him. Kyle Walker-Peters went the other way. We mm. end up spending like, you know, three, four million to get him. That's the signing of the season. Mm-hmm. And, and, and absolute steal. I think the other chairman, you know, these fans are probably still pissed off at him. He signed the Southampton captain for like a couple of million bucks. And he's a first, he's a first team player. Yep. What a difference he's made. Exactly. Uh, other signings as well, I think, uh, in terms of Matt Doherty, I think not quite um, the performance that you saw at Wolves yet. But you know, in terms of his competition with Search Aurea, has made Search Aurea better. Uh, do you think that's uh, something that you realize as well? You know, Search Aurea is really good at pushing forward. Mm-hmm. He can score goals. Dorothy as well, but Dorothy is a bit more strong defensively. I think Mourinho has this option where he can adapt and choose which player suits the game best. Same thing goes for left back as well. Ben Davis fantastic defensively. Regilon fantastic offensively. And when you depending on what team you play. He has this liberty of choosing the best players to match each game. So should credit then go to Daniel Levy because he's brought the players in. He's got the transfer committee working overtime, in fact, to get the players in. Credit must go to him. He has signed the right players with the right positions. And as a Spurs fan, he brought back a legend and that's lifted the spirits. Gareth Bale's back and that lifted mm. the spirit of the whole team. All the fans are hopeful again. Yep. Uh, going forward though, uh, the next game is against Chelsea. Uh, are you confident of picking up a result <laughs> in this game? I always say uh, that I'll be happy with a draw and then Spurs end up winning the game. So I'll stick to the same prediction. <laughs> I think I'll be happy with a one-all draw and hope that hope for the best. How yeah. do you think that match will play out? I, I think going to be similar to the City game. Mm. Um, these guys have, their, their offensive players are insane. But Spurs have the counter-attacking capabilities mm. similar to Liverpool. Uh, you go and push too far forward and you got Hume Ming Sun, you got Lucas Mora, you got Gareth Bale, yeah. you got Harry Kane now who's like, you know, has messy vision. <laughs> you're in trouble. When you look at the, the whole Spurs team, I think we talked a lot about the players. Uh, but one one news or rather one factor that we haven't discussed and not many people discuss is, you know, having Lightly King in the backroom staff. Uh, how much of a boost that was and, and how small of a decision that was, do you think? Lenny King was a great captain for Spurs. If not for his injury, even Thierry Henry said that that's the best defender he's ever played against. Lenny King is not one of the players that needed to pull his jersey to stop him. He'll do it in his own capabilities. Now, Lenny King has brought his defensive prowess to the team, in my opinion. Eric Dyer and 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 uh, Alderweire and whatnot, they're, they're, they are so cohesive defensively. Fantastic. Look at the that performance against Man City. I saw the highlights, the defensive, uh, you know, aspects of the game. Mm-hmm. Absolute insanity. This first team is not capable of that and I think Ladley King has brought that to this first team. His expertise in that area is really showing now. Yeah, I agree as well. I think that the partnership at the back is of course the fulcrum to any team's success and I think Alderweire and Dyer are showing that at the moment. But do you think that these performances will slowly start to die down and then the defence starts to leak in some goals and... I can see where you're coming from. Mm. Spurs are in every competition, yeah. which is scary. Mm-hmm. By now, if it was previous seasons, we're out of the League Cup or something, and then the FA Cup, we're probably out also. But we are in the quarterfinals of the League Cup. 
We are in the group stages of Europa. We are at the top of the table. Mm. It's everything to play for, which is why you need a squad, uh, squad depth of what we have now. Will it die off eventually? It's all going to boil down to injuries. Simple as that. Mm. If the key players can remain fit throughout the season, I'm confident. If they can't, then we have a problem. Yeah. But do you think that maybe Mourinho could do a club and then or, or Spurs can do a Liverpool and then even with injuries play as well because because Mourinho is the type of coach that uh, I have I need these players to play di- to play like this. I, I I would think so. Look at the game against Man City. He didn't, he didn't even need to bring on Gareth Bale. Gareth mm. Bale is supposed to be the star player that makes a difference. He sat down and Joe Rodon who was from Division 1 comes on. That's how much confidence uh, Mourinho has in mm. a Division 1 player to take you across the line in the final minutes of the game. Awesome. Gives the, gives the boy confidence. If he has to play the next game, he knows that my manager trusts me and mm. Mourinho instills this kind of thing in his players. I love it. I think when it, when it comes to the depth, right, this is my personal opinion, I think Spurs have the best depth out of the club challenging for a title, I would say, mm. because if you take out um, Son from the team, let's just say Son gets injured, you still have Lucas, you have uh, Bergwijn, you have Bale coming in. And, you know, it's a luxury. Whereas teams like United, if let's say Rashford gets injured, uh, you're not quite confident of who's coming in to step in. Bruno gets injured, bro. Yeah, I mean, if you get Price, Bruno, I, Bruno <laughs> injured. So, I think Spurs have options everywhere. Even Vinicius, I mean, yeah, he hasn't quite um, got the goals yet, but in, in a few appearances in Europa League, he has looked quite sharp. Mm. Yeah, he's. And you get the feeling that he'll get there someday. Mm-hmm. He's definitely looked sharp. I uh, definitely want to bring up Dele Ali as well. Yes. Mm. Well, uh, I was just saying recently, you know, Dele Ali, he's not playing, but Mourinho has been praising him all the while, saying that his attitude is right and whatnot. Mm. Can you imagine if someone gets injured later on and then you've got Bale, Kane, and Son and Dele Ali in form behind them? Mm. That is. That is a luxury to have. And he's not even in the team. So I feel, in my opinion, later on in the season, he's going to play a big role if injuries come into play. So yeah, watch out. Dele Ali is going to come back with a vengeance. Yeah, you heard, uh, heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, I think when you when you see someone like Harry Wings on the bench, I think that says it all. Uh, brilliant player, played so well for England during the international break as well. Mm. And here we have England's first teamer, in a sense, being on the bench for Spurs. So I think that's quite a, a good sign. Um. Yeah, Harry Wings, I think there was, there was also speculation that uh, Man City wanted to buy him mm-hmm. before the start of the season. Um, I think Mourinho has got his own uh, type of player that he wants. Uh, he's he's brought in a bunch of gangsters, if you ask me. Bunch of strong-headed players. Bunch of C-words. Yeah, bunch of C-words, like, like he said <laughs> in the documentary. But the thing is, um, Harry Wings belongs to the old Spurs mole. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see where he fits in. I think Mourinho will, will pick and choose where, of course, he doesn't want to miss out on his England place as well. I'm sure that's playing on his mind. Yes. So, yeah, that'd be interesting. And it's, as a fan, seeing the players fight for their places, they're just going to raise their performances. Well, I've got to be honest, man. Talking to you, I'm smiling. <laughs> I don't know why I'm smiling. He's a secret I, sports fan. <laughs> I feel the energy, man. I feel the energy. I feel your happiness. <laughs> yeah, and I would love to see a, a new winner at the top. Uh, mm. If it's Spurs, so be it. I mean, as long as it's not Liverpool, I'll be happy. <laughs> uh, we have we've been talking about very positive stuff, but uh, I've got to bring this up, which is uh, we have seen Mourinho in other teams. We have seen how he starts off well, you know, gets a lot from his players. But it's human nature where if you keep demanding so much from someone, uh, something's got to give after some time. Uh, would you be happy if the season ended with a title, an English Premier League title, but 
next season goes awfully wrong and Mourinho goes off? I'll be sad. But at the same time, I've never seen my team win a title. I, I, I want to I see it. So, you know what? If Mourinho, if that's the price we have to pay, I'll hug him if I see him on the street. But thank you so much. I love you and thank you. Um, if you watch the documentary, uh, the, 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 the Spurs documentary, you will see that Mourinho, I would say to a certain extent, is a change man. If, if you look carefully at uh, the team that he really loved managing the most, right? Mm. It's actually Inter Milan. And when he left Milan, uh, it's actually, they actually show footage of him crying yes. and hugging, hugging, yeah, hugging Matarazzi at the end. And that's how much he meant to him because in his head, he needs to go to Spain and win the Spanish League. So right now, he has done it all. The only thing he hasn't done is he wants to manage Portugal. So if he leaves Spurs, I think that is the next target. So I see him at Spurs maybe for another couple of years. And then perhaps the next World Cup, it's him and Portugal. Three years, lah, bro, Max. Three years. Three years, Max. <laughs> in the three years, if you bring me uh, two, three trophies, more than uh, I, I, Jose Mourinho, I put a statue of him outside the stadium. <laughs> Before I ask you my final question, uh, it must be also pleasing to see Arsenal not doing so well in a season that Spurs are doing so well. You know, um, I'm going to stay classy. I'm going to say it's not nice to kick a person when they're down. <laughs> I don't know how the Arsenal fan will answer, but that's the way I will answer it. It's not nice. To, I, I, to be honest, um, having this animosity with with uh, Arsenal over the years, I actually feel sad seeing their team that way. I was very happy for them when Obama Young signed the contract because they've had all their players leave, mm. and and you know they're going through a rough time now. And and as a Spurs fan, you know uh, my heartfelt condolences <laughs> to to what's going on. Uh, I love Arsenal fan TV. Uh, I always look forward to <laughs> watching gift, it. The gift, yeah, keeps on giving. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that you guys did that to yourself, so don't kind of blame me. <laughs> uh, it brings me to my last question, right? Fantastic answer, by the way. Uh, how would you define success at the end of this season? Now you say that you are in the quarterfinals of the League Cup. You're, you're right on top of the league. What would you be happy with? I want a trophy, regardless of what trophy it is. Even if it's a League Cup, I want, it, I want a League Cup. But, big but, I want a double. I want a treble. I, I've waited too long. For, I've waited for 39 years. I don't want to wait anymore. This is the season. Bring us the league <laughs> title and win Europa. Come on, you Spurs. Fantastic way to end our discussion for today. Uh, but we have one last segment. And when we come back, uh, I'll be taking on Navin in a quiz about Spurs in today's Golden Goal segment. The last time out, I won the Arsenal fans. So can I make it a North London double? We'll find out when we come back. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Golden Goal. This is where we pit our guests against our very own to test their football knowledge. And today we have a Spurs team show. We have Spurs fan Mr. Navin and my final whistle and extra time co-host Mr. Deepan. <laughs> so I leave you the question and if you know the answer, raise your hand and tell me your answer. Um, get Navin, it right. Navin, you got to win this, you know. Deepen, even if you know the answer, just keep your hands down. <laughs> we need this. The, 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 the road to the title starts here. <laughs> starts in Singapore. <laughs> so get it right and you win a point. Get it wrong and we'll move on to the next question. I've got seven questions here today and the winner will walk away with the title of being the final whistle's biggest Spurs fan. 
So Navin, you really can't let United uh, United fan win this because the last time we had Arsenal fans and they lost to Dipan and then they blame me for setting difficult questions. They want Arsenal, bro. <laughs> Typical, <laughs> huh? <laughs> okay, let's go. Question number one. Which year did Tottenham Hotspur Stadium officially replace White Hart Lane as their home ground? Dipan. 2018. That is wrong. 2019. The answer is 2019. Sorry, ah, Minus one. <laughs> minus one. <laughs> Has it been that long? Okay. Yeah. It's just last year. Yeah. yeah. So, question two. Other than Spurs, what is Tottenham's other nickname? Navin? Lily White. Correct. <laughs> so, that's Woo! one nil to Navin. Come on, Spurs. <laughs> question three. Who was first player of the year last season? Dipan. Come on, Dipan. Son Heung Min. That is correct. 1 1. Off, on to question number four. Tottenham were the first club in the 20th century to achieve the League and FA Cup double. In which season did they achieve this? Navin. 1961 62. The answer is 1960 61. I'm sorry. Oh man, I see wrong. <laughs> Just one. Oh man. One season too late. Okay. Is it still 1 1? Is it it's still 1 1? All to play for? Question number five. Spurs played their first ever UEFA Champions League final in the 2018 19 season. Who did they face? Deep one. Pastor Sand first. Oh, Liverpool. Oh, you know that's right. right? <laughs> <laughs> Answer. Oh, it's I'm going to move my hands faster. <laughs> Got to stand by, man. It's 2-1 to Dipan. Navi, you got to catch up. Question number six. Tottenham's club motto is Order S First Serie. Yeah, I see that right. What does it mean in English? Navin. To dare is to do. Correct. It's 2-2. And the final question. Woo. The tiebreaker. The winner will be the biggest Spurs fan on the final whistle. Who am I? I am French. I played 100, game, 100 games for Spurs and I won a League Cup with them in the 1990. David Ginola. Navin, I'm sorry. Oh, Deepan. Yes. <laughs> Faster's hands. Uh, what a waste. <laughs> Navin, oh, I'm no sorry. Worries, no Deepan just won. It's okay, no worries. It's a North London <laughs> a North double. London double. <laughs> Deepan's got fast hands. Eh? He's got fast hands. Navin, uh, thank you for the victory. No, no, but no. you know, I still wish you guys the best uh, in terms of the title fight. As long as United is not involved in it. If United picks up speed and we get closer to Spurs, then I, I'm sorry. I hope United wins the title. But thank you so much for coming on the show. So much of great insights. Uh, we wish you the best across the season. Hey, for coming, absolute bro. pleasure. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you.